how y'all doing? Sorry for the tardiness. My name is Emerald, that's OJ, and we are your animal wranglers today with Haywood Hollywood Horses. And now, did you know that the very first assembly of photographs in sequential order to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Look it up. Now, I know you guys know Edward Moorbridge, the grandfather of motion pictures, who took the pictures that created that clip. But does anybody know the name of the black jockey that rode the horse? No. Nope. I mean, the very first stuntman, animal wrangler, and movie star all rolled into one, and there is literally no record of them. That man was a Bahamian jockey that went by the name of Alistair E. Haywood, and he is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. That's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move, we had skin in the game. I asked Pete if we should cover something for Black History Month, and he said, nope. Welcome back to the Scare Value Podcast. But um, bump. And what did, we, what did, what oh, did you God. call that? What's that? Tell, tell, tell Kitty what you called that. That was the noping I wrote on here when I put the clip in. <laughs> and I have my nopes on my app. Okay. As, as Kitty pointed out when we sat down to do this, nobody better to bring you a, a movie for Black History Month than three middle-aged white people. Mm-hmm. So much so that when we, we came up with the idea to do it, our first instinct was to do People Under the Stairs, directed by white man Wes Craven. <laughs> and we name-dropped A.J. Langer, a white actress, Big Ed and Nadine, two white actors. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now, we, we work... You're terrible at this. Yes. But uh, Pete did then say, we could probably do a Jordan Peele movie. And I was like, that sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Nope. It is a fun movie. In our defense, the reason there's that no defense. People under the stairs came up is because there's a great documentary on Shudder called Horror Noir that covers the history of black cinema for horror, and mm-hmm. they bring up People Under the Stairs because out of nowhere there's a movie with a, a young black lead mm-hmm. from a studio that wasn't happening at the time. So that's What's why it was name? in our head. What's that? What's the name of the young black lead? <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so, Did you see Edgar? Anyway, there's this thing of you don't trivia even know? that I don't... Sh- Here's the thing. I Push the bi- button that kills her mic. I, I know Big Ed and Nadine because I'm a Twin Peaks fan, and I know A.J. Langer because he won't shut up about her because it's like his first love. Huh. It wasn't so, my first love. That was She-Ra. No, that was... Oh, that's true. <laughs> do you know? Do you remember how you know when Shiro would like spin around and then turn we've into... We've covered this We've, we've done this three times on this podcast. Have we? He has mental issues. It's that Swiss cheese brain, I tell Serious you. Serious mental issues. It, like three weeks ago, we had a conversation about something, and he's like, that never came up. And then two weeks later, it came up again. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he remembered the first conversation, but not the second one. It's insane. How do you have conversations with him? It's difficult. Yeah. Makes perfect sense Because he sense claims he me. remembers things that he doesn't remember. And then he claims that things never happened that did happen and that I'm wrong. Today... We recorded a watch along that'll come out next week for Nightmare on Elm Street, which we watched because he couldn't remember anything from a Nightmare on Elm Street that was called back in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which we recorded last week. This week, he couldn't remember anything from Wes Craven's New Nightmare that was calling Ford 2. It's not a bit. This is his problem. Describing my life right now, like what I deal with. The first time I said, do you remember this from Wes Craven's Nightmare? That's what I'm talking about. He's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, oh, no, we're in trouble. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We should get you checked. Yeah. <laughs> I should send you. You got to go to my neurologist. <laughs> this has all been my cry for help, and you guys have finally got it. Thank you. Anyway, go watch Horror Noir. It's really great. It covers everything from Birth of a Nation through Get Out, 
and the usage of the black characters in horror from mm-hmm. you know the first to die trope yes. through actually being the hero of the story finally and it's like you know it's appropriate we're covering nope because get out was the i mean it'd be more appropriate to cover get out but this was nope. get out <laughs> first get out first uh horror movie to win best original screenplay also the first black writer to win best original screenplay at the oscars that's pretty nice. good but we're not covering get out we're covering nope why would you pick nope why would i pick nope because i like monster movies and that's what nope is it is a big giant monster movie and there's lots of you know ba- there's things and themes and all sorts of stuff going on but at the end of the day it's a monster movie this is like his papers used to write in school there are things, things and themes. In <laughs> no we did have pretty good discussions last night oh after- should have saved them did you <laughs> should have saved him because I know how this is gonna go. Yeah. All right, Pete, why don't you start us off? All right, let me let me start you off. All right, so I couldn't really find any Nicolas Cage monster oh, for movies. For Christ's sake! So I can't do this anymore. So you initially encouraged this behavior. What I did find out was there's an alien movie with Nicolas Cage called Jujitsu. Right. Makes sense. Every six years, aliens, I guess, attack, and like a jujitsu clan has to like band together and fight them off. Oh, I thought and the aliens knew jujitsu. They might know it too. I don't know. That's just something I found out in my researches today. So okay, back to nope. I, that was my Nicolas Cage update. I've heard there's a lot of argument about the monkey. You know, the whole uh, Gordy the chimp. Gordy the chimp um, being in the movie, like being a part of the movie. That whole storyline. And some people think it's relevant, and some people think it's not relevant and didn't need to be included in the movie. So, what do you think? How would it not be relevant? That's what I people said on the internet that I saw. They don't, it's a divisive thing for it, viewers. Like, some people just think it's extraneous and doesn't need to be there. I'm, did they understand the movie? Nope. Kitty had the same initial thought. Really? You didn't think it was important to the story? No, but then I was talking to Pete, and he said it was more about animal exploitation. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that does make a lot of sense. I could see how it would be in there. But I can get it, because I can see that some people just aren't going to, like, it just seems like a weird little backstory. But, gosh, that those scenes are terrifying. Can, sure, but take it narratively. It's important that Jupe is doing what he's doing, or else there's there's no story here. His, he believes he gets the wrong lesson from what happened to him as a child. Yeah. He I thinks know. he's special. Mm-hmm. He thinks he he thinks he can commune with animals. He thinks that they're so. If he's not doing that, if he's not running his show, half this movie just goes away. Yeah, but he could just be well, your general asshole that assumes well, that's that why they can not, control animals. But I love that it's not that simple a character. It's a very mm-hmm. it's a very interesting character. He's Quint. He's Quint from Jaws. Just they show his backstory instead of tell it. He has the same thing, and he took the wrong lesson from it. Also. He sure did. Yes. Yeah, and I don't think, be, to me, it'd be taking that out would be like taking the Quint Speed out. It's Quint Speed out. I can do that again. Quint Speed out. <laughs> Third time lucky. <laughs> Got it. I, yeah, no. With conversation with you two, I can agree that it's crucial to the story to have that in there. It's just the the flow, I guess, isn't. Oh, I think there is a problem with the pacing of the movie. Yeah. I, I do believe that's 100% true. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree. It's, I don't think that's the stuff I'd take out, though. No, I wouldn't take it out. Um, I would make it more sense within the pacing. or. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a, 
it uh, boy because i watched it the first time and i just remember the chimp the chimp attacks i remember how fun it was to find out it's a monster because it wasn't the aliens mm-hmm. that you, you know you're led to believe with everything i don't know do you remember the advertising kitty for this nope yeah she, yeah, yeah, that she movie. Got it. yeah yeah she does that was it <laughs> it was you didn't know it, it was very tight-lipped it, it was always like the trailers were people like looking up in the, the sky and everything and it was just you were led to believe that it was going to be an alien movie so the whole half of the movie where you think it's an alien i guess it's that slow build i think what was signs signs had that where it was just slow and yeah, it's not never great you never did? I, I caught on to the twist that M. Night Shyamalan wasn't a good filmmaker before that movie came out. <laughs> Lucky you. That one was something. Yeah, this this Signs is one of the influences on this movie, according to Jordan Peele. He took a lot from Jaws. He took a lot from Close Couch of the Third Kind, King Kong, those spectacle movies. But he also wove in some of the signs, and the, which I think is the problem with the pacing, to be honest with you. It probably is, because if I just had that same thought. Yeah. It's dumb drawing a similarity the, to the it. The only thing I know about science is that it's slow, but it's pretty good until the alien shows up and then it falls off a cliff. Eh, I don't even know if yeah. I go that far. The pacing is an yeah. issue. I think I watched it, but I don't remember it. Eh, so. And rightly so. Okay. So pacing issues aside, it's a good movie. I liked it. Yes, it was a uh, Scary Valley Award winner for Best Director last year. Two years ago, 2022. Oh, because that's <laughs> when they came out. All right. So Kiki Palmer, do I know her from something? She was in Scream Queens, but I doubt you I saw that. I didn't see Scream Queens. Cause oh, I, I saw some of those. Yeah, she was I didn't great want to finish watching Because she was it. really good. Sorry, Kitty. Yeah, yeah, no, she was really good. I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot. She she has all the charisma, and uh, OJ has none of it. Which is great. I love it. And it, they play well off each yes. other. I love and when it, he has to try like to talk. it's very purposeful yeah. that he has like zero ability to communicate with people. But not her. They, they have normal conversations whenever he has right, to talk to other people. He, he grew up with her. I feel so him. So he's comfortable. I feel him on this one. I don't, I, want, I don't want to talk to people either. <laughs> I buy their sibling. I think they seem like natural siblings. Mm-hmm. It's a really good job by both of them. Yeah. And when they're assholey to Angel... Like, they do it together. It's a team effort. Angel is Kitty's guy. Is that right? I just He's liked him a the, lot. Like he the, had a very um, sad, like, pointless life. And he was doing this. Well, he worked, what, a dead-end job at this electronics store. It's Fry's Electric, which went out of business the year this movie came out, before this movie started shooting. Right? I said, he pointless. Couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> He didn't want to change that? Because it's set in September 2022. That's fine. But the, they went out of business in June. He didn't want to be like, well, just change the place. Well, it's kind of I funny. Mean, <laughs> it just highlights how futile his life is at this moment. His girlfriend left him because she got a, um, what you call it, thingy. No, I mean, it went out of business in June 2021. So it started shooting, and he still kept it for Eyes Electric, which I think is funny because it was a dead brand six months before they started shooting I it. I think it was a sign or a symbol well, I like of it, the guy's life. It works to your point, Kitty. If it was a sign, Pete would have seen it and sung that stupid song again. I saw the suck. I heard that on the radio the other yeah. day, but it was just the very end. It was very sad. So this guy, his girlfriend's left him. Yeah, he's working at a store that's closed. Yes, I don't and think he's getting paid anymore because I think, I really <laughs> think the place is closed. And he seems to just be there all day, yeah. every day, and into the night. And it's a giant and store, but they're in a tiny dust bowl town. Right, How many people right. are coming in there for electronics? Well, like two. Yeah. Um, but like, he wants his life to have a purpose. And so this is it. This is his purpose is him, you know, 
saving people. At one point, he said, this is going to help people, right? The, this is going to help. He's, like, talking himself up to continue. You put a lot of thought into the angel character. <laughs> because the guy. character's interesting. No, it's... Maybe I relate to it with... Uh, <clears throat> pointed at my husband. Did his, did his girlfriend who left him have um, a problem with her brain? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You're talking about both of us here. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Pete. <laughs> So, Pete. That's me. You're only about, I think, two years away from looking like Antlers looks. <laughs> Who's Antlers? Antlers? The film director. The, yeah. Oh, but uh, he doesn't have that voice. Uh, he could. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple paper eater. Don't do impression. No, yeah. Hi. Antlers I'm is Antlers. like a, a super weird guy. And, um... I don't really understand why he ran out with his filming equipment. He when, had to get that shot. But nobody's ever going to see the shot. He saw it. Because he gets sucked up and dies. He saw it. He had to get the shot. That was, yeah. his, whole, that was his whole life's work, to get to that shot. It was the bad guy from The Crow. That was the bad guy, one of the bad guys in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh-huh. And he was the bad guys in, I think, a Three Musketeers movie. And also in a candy bar. Mm. Famously, top dollar in the crow. I, I've only seen the crow one time in the theater. It doesn't just, change. That. How do you talk to him for two podcasts? How do you talk to him for fifteen years? I don't know. And I know and I it's more longer, like twenty now home. at this point because I dated him for four years prior to us getting married. I get to go home. You got to stay with us. <sighs> so apparently, in this movie, completely off track. No, not in this movie. Sam was just repeating to himself over and over and over again. At some point. I said yes to him wearing my Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey today, but because he just had been asking me things over and over again, I just stopped listening. Uh-huh. And I do that a lot with Pete. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And he's like, oh, we're going to have sex? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> I didn't want to commit to that. Pete told me that you were very afraid of the barn scene. Oh, with the kids and the aliens? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was freaking out I was, about too, that. the first time I but saw yeah, it. Yeah, that was terrifying. I, I somehow forgot it was there, and I was I was genuinely creeped out. I'm like, what is happening? Because I forgot that that was the big, because I knew it was a monster. So I just... I yeah, I thought it was the monster, and I did love when OJ punches the kid full yeah. on in the face. <laughs> But the kid doesn't get knocked out. And I'm like, you totally should have been knocked out the way he punched him. I love the way it ended where em was like, Emerald is like, it's like, you mess with us, we'll get you back. And she's like, you stole their horse. Like, damn it. That's right. <laughs> she realized that, that she had already. She was great. She was, she was amazing. She was amazing, yeah. I, that uh, You're an opening. Yeah. I guess I read. Trademarked. Trademarked. She had Jordan Peele said somewhere that she had eight or nine different takes of that, and they were all wildly different. But that was yeah. the one that they went with. That's really cool. Because the movie is about, like you said, exploitation of animals. That was part of it. It was also about spectacle. Yep, I and caught that. Pete's going to give us something on spectacle. Or that no, was, oh, I yeah. just caught that. That was a thing I caught. What did I write down? Because the point oh, I lost it. The point of the movie seems to be don't look at it, don't mm-hmm. get distracted by. The spectacle of things. and But also, you made one that's a spectacle. So am I supposed to not watch this movie? Is that the lesson? I don't know. But it was watchable, and it was a spectacle. And I didn't even wear my spectacles to watch it. He wrote I that knew down. that was coming in. I know. And you know what? I did, too, somewhere. Mm. Hey, 
you know what else? Emerald wore green and OJ wore orange. Wow. It's what, true. What did you wear? Uh, he wore cowboy outfits. He Weird. Yeah. Cowboy outfits. And he reminded me of Kermit the Frog when he wore the cowboy outfit. He reminded me of the characters in, what is it, Off the Boat? Fresh as he's the, Asian. Yeah. No, no, the, well, like, I didn't know if it was a reference. Black like, History Month, everybody. No, like, and, okay, you said weirdly he wore a cowboy outfit. Yeah, because it looks like Kermit the Frog. I don't know why. why does it, okay, I, I don't know, but I, don't I know thought it was Kermit pulled the from, like, off the boat, maybe, because it's an Asian guy wearing a cowboy outfit. And how often do you see that? I never saw it on off the boat. Oh, no. Yeah. Randall Park, he yeah. had that Western-themed bar right. or uh, restaurant. Okay. Oh, okay. I watched a season of it one time. It was and just like what that, I watched before He had bed. a cowboy outfit on. Yeah. Oh. That's why it reminded you, I see. Yeah. He's I see. from The Walking Dead, Stephen Young. Yes. Well, wasn't it called, like, the Lasso Ranch or whatever? It was all Western-themed. It was themed. a cowboy. That's yeah, Western-themed. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, that was also the restaurant. I have to conclude that the horses that... OJ sold to him temporarily got killed by the... Yes, 100%. Yep. I, I, I was, that was depressing. <laughs> I was like, he's just sacrificing horses? It sure was. Watching it a second time when he's in there negotiating to get the horses back, he's like, let's work out a deal for getting the horses back. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> About those horses. Yep. They're all dead now. But yeah, I missed it the first time, too. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Monster food. Which... The scene, after all the people get eaten, I'm still thinking an alien ship. So when they're being digested and screaming, I was very confused by that. I like it, you know, because you find out afterwards. But I just, it was so weirdly out of place. At that point, I really had no clue what I'm looking at. Like an organic ship of some sort. Yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't. It was weird because you think it's an alien ship. And then you have these people in, as near as I can tell, a very tight enclosed like one like something you'd go through a horror house in just this tight enclosed space that flexes around you i said horror a horror house what would you go in a horror through a horror house in Mm. a horror horse house Mm. a house of horse horrors i don't know why i look at them and you didn't introduce me oh what about a house of horse horse i didn't introduce anybody you didn't they all have sore throats introduce yourselves if you feel like it yeah Hi, I'm Pete. I'm not going to introduce myself. All right. The other thing I had, other than animal exploitation and spectacle, it's people of color in cinema as a theme that was happening there. Erasure. Yes. They were the Mm -hmm. first. And you could see it when he was riding the horse. It looked like the the original film. You could see it like through the slats of the... So it looked like the film I saw. The Penny Dreadful. Yes, because I've seen that twice. That's how I catch these things. That's why I'm so knowledgeable today. There's such a contrast in how OJ understands and treats animals and how, what's that guy's name? Jupe. 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 Exploits them. Jupe learned the wrong lesson, and, and OJ was taught the right lesson. That even if you can't domesticate a wild animal, no matter what, it's not on your side. Anything can set it off. Those balloons set off Gordy, and the horse gets set off in the commercial. Did you see the director of that commercial? is Osgood Perkins, who is the director of Long Legs, coming up starring Nicolas Cage. So there you go. I brought it back for you. Thank you. I didn't know that, but that's exciting to hear. He is the son of Anthony Perkins from Psycho. I feel like you say and that a lot Perkins? lately. And the owner of Perkins? What's it? 
Owner of Perkins Restaurants. Owner of Perkins. Famously, Anthony Perkins, <laughs> owner of Perkins Restaurants. Remember when Perkins disappeared and then it opened back up and we went there and you wanted a chili bowl and you got a chili bowl? Okay. Let me explain the story because he's going to tell it wrong. I love bread bowl chili. They no longer had bread bowl chili on the menu. And I said, well, can I have a bread bowl salad and a chili? And then you could just not give me the sale and dump the chili in there. I'll pay for both. I don't care. And they looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> Why did you over explain what you were planning to do? Just ask for both. What was I supposed to do with all the lettuce? Dump Put it, it on and the ask floor. for a plate on the side. Yeah, so you can share that. with Pete. <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't accommodate me. You guys, throw it out there. They couldn't accommodate it. You guys could feed each other lettuce. I think the Perkins is gone again. It is. Probably. There's no Perkins in this area. We went there and got a bunch of pies once. When famous, I was those famous Tony Perkins pies. Yes. <laughs> he, he died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently kidding. I don't know, it's been a while since you're here, been here, but Brian likes to now mark everyone's age or death, or it's a, it's a grim I, time. I know you don't, but I do listen to the podcast. See, I don't believe that. I don't believe anyone listens. <laughs> the movie opens with uh, coins and things dropping out of the sky with no explanation for it, which is pretty great when, in retrospect when you find out what's happening. It's rejecting all of the things it can't digest. I assume it was just taking a giant dump. But it's also firing them down with deadly force. Well, is that depending on how high up it is? Cause no, I don't think so, because that, that's like a myth if you drop a penny off the World Trade Center. Well, I guess you can't do that anymore. Well, it's R. an R. animal, right? World Trade right? Center died in 2001. Too soon. Dun, dun. If you drop one off the Empire State Building, you see that thing would flatten a car, and it's like, that's not true, because that's just not how mass Gravity balls. works? Yeah, it's not how okay. it works. It has a... Terminal velocity. There it is. Starring, starring Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. <laughs> Jinx. There it is. You owe me a Coke now. I thought you both were going to stop talking. So I, I don't think that could happen. You could drop a nickel from however high up you want to. It's only going to get to a certain 10 oh, feet. I thought you were talking about your ability to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't stop. Can't stop it. Won't stop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's shooting them out fiercely. But that that could be it pooping too. Natasha Henstridge in that movie? What? What are you talking about? I'm trying to think if she was the girl in Terminal Velocity. I, I oh, it might have been. Uh, Yancey Butler did something similar, but it might have been a made-for-TV movie. We should mention that this entire podcast is spoilers, you know, yet again. This movie came out a long time ago. Having spoiled it. Spoiler alert. Keith David makes a cameo at the beginning, getting killed by a shiny nickel. And he shows up a few times. Hey, he does. while we were watching it, when OJ is thinking back to... He's remembering things, and you see his, you know, his father telling him something. Kitty, was it you last night? Did you say you thought it was a hallucination? Yeah, I thought it could have been like a hallucination or like ghost dad. I think it was a dream because he wakes up. Oh yeah, but it could have been that. It is interesting if it's a hallucination because it brings me to the big question of the movie: Did OJ die in this movie? Oh, that is the big question, and I think not. I think not too. Yeah. But because because you thought that was a hallucination, it does open it back up. Because my first yeah. thought was, there's no other hallucinations in this movie. Why am I supposed to believe she's hallucinating now? But well, but uh, if he is having those hallucinations, then then that could be a problem for me. Who the uh, Hubie Hubby, whatever the guy's name is, cowboy guy. Hubie's Halloween. I don't know. Jupe. Jupe. I don't know why I keep changing his name, but he has. Like flashbacks too, so these could be just flashbacks. Like yeah, she she. It's framed in a way that you're not supposed to know because oh, she closes does. her eyes after she sees her face resolves. She sees nothing. You don't see what she's looking at. And when she opens it back up again, he's there. Yeah. So, but that could have just been the dust clearing. Yeah, I don't think he died either. Well, here's my argument for it. Are you gonna steal no. my argument? What's your argument? That he was riding lucky. 
Oh, no. That's uh, a good argument. Yeah. Lucky, lucky survived everything. That's true. He was lucky. Right. Yeah, he was lucky. <laughs> that, that's and he's, that he's right and lucky. The funny part is that they've asked Jordan Peele and he just won't answer it, but he's like, I think there's a very clear thing that happens here and like that might be what he's talking about. Yep. But when M sees him, he's under the sign that says out yonder, which is, you know. Oh, like it's. it's it could be a message that he's not there, that he's. Out know. yonder. Ooh, I yeah. missed that one. <clears throat> I I think I saw it. But the other thing is he's kind of framed like your old wild westerns where uh, they're they're looking out at the cowboy before he rides off in the distance. And yeah. he's he's the hero. He's never dead. He just leaves. Well, people, so. what were you going to say? I don't remember. You said you were going to tell us something, and then Kitty said you were going to steal her argument. What was your What's point? your oh. argument? <laughs> right. That's where we are. For him being alive. It was when he's facing off with it, and it goes into like its giant threat posture thing, it he finally looks up at it, yes. and it you never see it attack him. No. You just see them staring at it while he kind of just backs away, like making eye contact with it, following the... Like, it's now at that point, it's kind of like a respect thing. Unlike Jupe, he always had respect for what the animal is. Yep. So, yep. And you never saw him eat it. He just turned around and chased after Emerald, who I was agree. wearing green. I agree with it. And there's, there's one way that I think that's 100% right, but there's one little thing that bothers me about it. Not bothers me, just opens it up. Every time Jean Jacket monster yeah i uh, named him that interacts with oj it either walks away hurt yes. or oj escapes so i do believe there could be a, a, a learned pattern of not fucking with you but yeah. the whole point oj makes is that's not how this works even no matter what you think you've domesticated a thing for it will act in its animal instinct so i don't know that it doesn't butt heads with the entire point oj makes in the movie yeah well uh, and the other thing though is that lucky still has those flags trailing so if OJ and Lucky turn and run, mm. the monster Jean Jacket might just go away anyway because he those might. flags are still trailing. Didn't he have the uh, the eyes in the back of his hoodie what? though, so that it would follow? So that yeah. Gonna, yeah. Oh, he did. That's why it had the yeah. And that was an orange sweater for OJ. You can, it was. You it can was, stop saying that. It was, but it was also the I think it was the crew sweater from uh, the Scorpion King. Yes, the first movie he worked on. That was cool. That's now, pretty cool. I wondered, watching it last night, I couldn't remember it happening, but I wasn't paying attention until until the end on this point. Did the monster ever suck anybody up in a form other than its UFO-looking form? No. That's why I think he's alive. Right. Because it, mm. it, when it tries to go after later to attack M, it changes back into that form to suck it up. So I don't think it could attack in that no, form. it stayed in its threat posture, and That's then it what started chasing after it M. It made itself big to be scary because it was intimidated by OJ. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. See, I think that's. I think that he did live because of that. And he just eye contact. That's a good point. And backed away. Like Lucky was walking. He didn't turn around and run. He just slowly backed, and yeah. then it just turned to chase him. Yeah, I agree. Which I is, don't think he did. Yeah, and and backing away like that is a posture of you know submission. So like it's saying, yeah, I acknowledge that you're super powerful, and I respect mm-hmm. that. So it's just he another. Won the, he won the stare down basically. OJ. The monster kind of wanted. No, he stared the oh. monster down. The monster's like, all right. <laughs> I'm going to show how big I am. And OJ just kept staring at him. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm out of here. Because yep. every time I mess with you, things end up going poorly. <laughs> <laughs> also, the but, eyes on the back of his sweater, he could just take his hood down. Yeah, I think he might have at that point. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that's not really it was a, a cool. It was a cool reveal, though, to yeah. be like, I can get it to follow me. Yeah. Yep. This yeah. thing really didn't want to be looked at, which is pretty cool. 
I liked it's very the private. Angel got saved just by fluke random happenstance of a tarp blowing on top of him. See, it's great because he's useless. Yeah. He wasn't useless. That's well, why, no, no, no. That's like, why he, you're he, so attracted to his character. <laughs> this explains everything. He so desperately wants his life to have meaning, yeah. but he's just a bumblefuck. Like, he just kind of, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so Kitty and I, with the tarp and the barbed wire. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He rolled but, into it accidentally. Mm-hmm. And then I argue. Pe- go, ahead. go ahead. Jinx. She's going to owe me a Coke now soon, too. Anyway, some of us, me, think that he was trying to tie the tarp. Once he realized what had happened, he was tying the barbed wire around himself more to keep himself tethered in case it tried to suck him up. Uh, maybe. Kitty thinks it was like he was trying to get it off of him the I whole think he was trying time. trying to get it off of him. Okay. Oh, I said it one time. See, she's following the jinx rules. Um, we, we don't know this. If I try to follow the jinx rules, you'd be doing this podcast alone. Right. And then I could run this thing correctly. Nick Cage all the time. How many times do you have to say your name? Who, me? Kitty? Uh, Kitty well, does? There you go. You're there good. we go. I'm good. <laughs> See, I thought he was just trapped in it and trying to get the tarp off. But that didn't make sense because he covered himself up with it. Um, because well, So that Jean Jacket wouldn't see him or wouldn't acknowledge him. He does get sucked up, though. And he falls back out because the thing gets... The, the barbed wire hits the... You know what I mean? You see yeah. his body fall back down. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't think he was trying to pin himself down because the barbed wire's not going to keep him down. He got sucked up anyway. I think it was more defense. It'll yeah. irritate him. And yeah. It, did work. Mm-hmm. it yeah. worked. Okay, yeah. Something like that. So that's why yeah. I thought it was the... So I, But again, like the tarp, I don't know that he was trying to save himself more that he just got caught in a circumstance I, that Yeah, that's saved what his I life. think it was. Yeah. Like he accidentally lived. Oh, yeah. It was initially, yeah, it was 100%. It was yeah. an accident. But then yeah. he used it to his advantage because he's a canny guy. Why are you, why are you pooping all over your guy? No, I, I like him, but he's dumb. Yeah. He sounds like a genius to me. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he works at the genius bar or whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> Clearly a man of intellect. He's the only person with no technology within 400 miles of that town. <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah. My favorite scene in the movie, outside of maybe the Gordy scene, which I do love, is when it's raining all that blood down and the truck won't start. That is some excellent shit. It was very cool. Yeah. Oh, is that the part where he opened the door a little bit and then he was like, yes. nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. And Angel's trying to, he's in the house with M and he's like, he's, he's freaking out. He's hiding under a table. He's afraid of every sound <laughs> and she's just like trying to figure out what's going on. It's pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because it is a very slow beginning for that movie too. Yeah. Like oh, the yeah. build up to get there. Yeah, I did ask Pete if it was going to just be that slow for the rest of the movie. It kind of is. Pretty it, much there. It gets more interesting though. Yes. So. Right, the mystery builds, and then it's kind of an adventure. It's, let's get this thing on film, a hunt. It does. There's always a lull. I've seen this movie three times, I think. There's always a lull that hits me. I'm fine with the slow beginning. I'm fine with the build, and I'm fine with all of it. When you get past that part in the rain, the blood rain, that I love Mm -hmm. that night so much, when they double back to, now we got to spend 40 minutes trying to film the thing, I do lose a lot of interest watching Antlers do his thing. It's like we get to the climax of it. I'm like, that third act is a little bit... It's slow for my taste because you get the heights of Jupe's theater and the thing mm-hmm. coming down and the reveal of what it is, and that's all excellent. Then you get the blood rain, that's great, and then it's like, keep going, keep going. No, we're gonna slow back down and just yeah. work on this picture for a while. Like, ugh. but that was their purpose in the film, that's what they were trying to get done. I know, to I know, prove I know. it and make get, money off it. Get the Oprah shot. Did Jaws follow that similar thing? I feel like there were the they'd get close to him and then lose him, and then it would lull. Well, the lull though is the Quint story. They when the shark gets away for the night, 
that's when they drink, tell the Quint story. So, like, it actually peaks when that happens. <laughs> All right, so it was a nice bridge. Yes. The bridge was a high bridge. And the song that you love to sing. I guess maybe the, the bridge in Nope, this lull, was a little too long. That's the problem I have. Yeah. It, just, it just it showed you the great spectacle it wants to, mm-hmm. and then it's like, now we're going to take it away for a long time. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, kind of, but if it had been like uh, five minutes of ramping it up, because that's yes. where OJ gets really excited, right? And starts laying yes. out the plan. So that's a really good part of the movie. My favorite OJ moment, except for the all awesomeness, when he just looks up and stares at the thing, because that's just badass. When uh, when him and M figure out they're going to get the shot, and then he's a very low-key, eye, no-eye-contact, monotone person, except he explodes with joy, and they, they high-five each other like ten times. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I love love that moment. Yeah. That's how you make characters feel like they know each other. That's how you make it work. Because, like, I bought completely this relationship in that moment. 100% with you. Yeah. So, back to that barn scene, though. That was the scariest scene in this movie. It was. It was terrifying. Those noises. Jupe's fucking asshole kids. Yeah. The fuck? When Who are now eaten by a monster. Yeah, they're all dead. And the monster's also dead, so. Sad movie all around. No, for, I think it was yeah. for all those people. For the important people, yeah. people lived. Man, it was weird, right, at the show when they got eaten, the Jupe brought out his like co-star who got mauled by the I chimp. Know, yeah. And like she was wearing a, t- a sweater or something of herself as a child. Like, it was yeah. weird. Oh, with I her, didn't with notice. With her previous face on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that she was wearing that sweater. I was distracted by her, like... Yeah, the, the spectacle male. of her. Like, yeah. Jupe. You just like saying spectacle I at this do. point. Her, like... Uh, it's... In- veil over me. her face so i like how there were like four people in the stands you know too. you got to put up with them sometimes it's a spectacle <laughs> yep. spectacle 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 so when he spectacle. enters that barn and the aliens are there it's funny when you watch it the first time because you're not thinking three-dimensionally about why are there aliens here like you know why there'd be aliens here but like why is jupe sending his kids to do aliens because he's looking for a ufo jupe wouldn't know that but that's not what it is jupe knows there's a ufo you just find that out later so that's part of their sideshow when they pop out and they have their alien costumes on when they're at the fair and it's like oh, oh this was just unrelated to the fact that he was looking for a ufo <laughs> it was just it just happened to be that they were already doing alien shit at the fa- at the fair oh see i didn't notice that i noticed that this time when he pulls his kids out and they're all hey and they're all wearing their masks i'm like oh this is he just they just happen to have the uniforms because it's his show I think that because they said they were doing it for six months, so yeah. I think they bought them at but some never point went previously. Oh, he never went to see right, the show. So he had never. Although mm. he does go to see the show, and luckily he's late. Yes, yes or else he would have been in trouble. Oh, he goes oh. to get lucky. Well, yeah. I like when he says, "I'm going to get lucky." Yeah. To Angel and Angel, there's no contacts for Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, That's a funny line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch that. <laughs> He's going to one of those whorehouses we talked yes. about. Horror houses. Horror houses. The horse whorehouses. I also liked how they used the valley where you could see from the Haywood farm what was going on at Jupe's thing in the distance. It mm-hmm. looked awesome. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying that a lot today. Oh, my God. TMZ guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a shiny helmet. Yeah. He that was, was so creepy weird. and menacing, yeah. though, at first. Yeah. It was. It was weird and so out of nowhere. Yeah, and then he's like, don't you want to be famous? Yeah, that was so out of nowhere. It was pretty great. But then it made sense. It would have gotten out at that point. Yeah. You got to be first, too. It added a little bit more urgency, which was sort of lacking with the slow 
Mm-hmm. We got to catch the shit. Now, my question would be, because this wasn't a UFO, it was a creature. Why is it able to t- take out all of the electronics around it? My theory was that it was, because it doesn't have like flappy wings or anything, it was using the electricity to, it would draw on it to somehow keep itself aloft. Mm-hmm. That's why all the power went out when it was nearby, because it was sucking it up to keep up. Good enough for me. Yeah, or... Uh, I don't need like a real reason. Yeah, no. I just, I just I curious, like... Once it's, when it's UFO, like it totally makes sense. It's disturbing the electromagnetics and stuff like that. But it's not a UFO. So it's like, it could have somehow been doing that when it was all big and flappy because it's so large that any, because it's low enough. So maybe it was disrupting yeah. any satellite activity. Sure. Is this movie just an ad for Polaroid to come back? Because they wouldn't have had any of this problem if they just had Polaroids. No. That's true. Well, Polaroid, no, it's not, a, it's just a battery, right? I don't remember how Polaroids work. No, I don't think so. It's a it's an ad would. for yeah, homemade battery. cameras. Battery wouldn't have gone out. Would it? Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. So the cell they had walkie talkies. Yeah, the cell phones went out too. I like yeah. when the geeks like, yeah, the internet could go down. Your cell phone doesn't go down. Like that <laughs> he's like, then he's like, that's technology. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, you guys on UFOs? Like he's on mm-hmm. it immediately. No, I had a thought, and the thought left my head. That is how it frequently goes. What oh. that sound was? That was the sound of my brain hurting because mm-hmm. I read. That this, or, yeah, I don't know, I read it a while ago. This was the first horror filmed in IMAX. Is that true? I, or am I just making this up? I believe it was. That's a great question. I'm going to guess that probably is true because I don't know what other movie would have had the Why is Kitty reading my funding to. I'm just seeing if there's anything relevant. Get to do it. Jordan Peele's movies make money so he can call some shots that other people can't have. So I don't know who else could have gotten one made. I, I mean, I think that, like, Robert Eggers could probably get it done, but I don't believe they shot the lighthouse and IMAX screen. No, they shot I don't it think so. Of course they did. Yeah, he might have. What is Pac in cinema? People of color, POC. Oh. Mm. I thought it was politics. Like, that might have been an L. Okay. But we already covered that. Yes. Good notes. But you should watch Horror Illegible. Noir on Shudder. It's, ex- it's actually Horror. excellent. Horror Noir. Horror? Horror. It's actually excellent. It covers, it stops at all the tent poles you'd want to talk about, like Night of the Living Dead, and how it had a black lead, even though nobody was doing that in 1968, and he didn't even intend to do it. He never wrote the part for a black actor, he just got the job. And then it changed the context of everything in the movie. And whether, he's always said, well, he's passed away now, George Romero, but he's always said that he didn't intend it to be any kind of a message movie, but it's like, I'm sorry, it's in 1968, if you're casting a black actor as the lead, and he's slapping around a white woman, and he's taking charge of the white men in the basement who, are, who clearly have racial undertones, like, it changes the meaning of the movie, whether you intended it or not. I like how you had to mention a real person that died, like, you couldn't avoid that. Well, like, it happens every podcast. It's just the thing now. I just Or said. you mention someone, and then they die, and then you mention that. Well, how am I supposed to, I said, he, he always says, well, he doesn't anymore. Yeah. So I had to correct myself. <laughs> he stopped saying it. Yes. <laughs> I always walk away from these so sad. I just go cry for a while. Now you know why I take my quiet time. I'm weeping gently to myself of all the death. You should be cleaning while you cry. I can start mopping. Mop up those tears. <laughs> you got it. Oh, I had something else, another thought on nope, but I can't remember. But so. nope. But nope. I do like it when they say nope. I what was the other title? It had a different name, Jordan Peele. It said, uh, it was Little Green Men, I think it was the other title. It almost was, instead of Nope. That's, that's a way worse name. Yeah, that's a terrible name. <laughs> I think Nope is better. Yeah. Nope, nope works great, because I remember the original trailer, all you saw was like somebody looking up and they're going, Nope, 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 and they're running away. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. 
It was. You don't need any that more was than OJ, that. I think. Yeah, you don't need any more than that. <laughs> it's perfect. It was Daniel Kaluuya coming back from Get Out. Who? What? You know, that was, it was the OJ first was Jordan Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. He's got it. It's like K L U U Y A Kaluuya. He was Chris and Get Kaluuya. Out. I didn't watch Get Out. Oh, that's the best one. It's the best story. Yeah, it doesn't look as good as the others no. because he's turned into Jordan Peele has like ramped up his visual style unbelievably quickly. Well, Pete said like it. Every movie gets. Like better and better visually cra- crazy yeah. good though like he's yeah. taking leaps that like i've never seen does he have more funding before. behind him for that that's some of it but it's yeah. just like he's doing interesting things with the camera that like a lot of people never get to even when you take that barn scene when the when he's backed up and he's got his phone out and you see this start seeing a little head pop around and it, it unfocuses on that and focuses on his phone like that's just an awesome shot that's like fuck that's cool and that his movies didn't look like Get Out didn't look like that. Even Us didn't look like that. And Us looks great. Yeah, Us looks a million times better than Get Out. Yeah. Okay. But at the time, Get Out was the better story, I think. And I like Us. Us was a lot of fun. And then this one just visually is incredible yeah. compared to anything. And the fact that he's only got three movies to his credit and he's made this much progress. That's it's why just, it's crazy because like Get Out is an unbelievably great movie, Oscar-winning, you know, horror movie, which is rare on its own uh, way, but nothing in it said this guy's going to be making such visually interesting movies in like five years and then you see get nope and it's like the whole point of it is look how visually interesting i can make this like holy shit i had a, a thought but it's about the in, intestine thing that the people were being sucked into that that's like the entrance to a children's bounce house that's what it reminded me of <laughs> i thought like, it reminded me of a large vagina <laughs> with the uterine walls yeah that is a fucked up bounce house. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Either way, man. You know what it kind of reminded me of for some reason was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The cotton candy the cotton stuff. Candy. Yeah. 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 It's just the, 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 the color of it and the people stuck in it. <laughs> I just, uh, that part, it, it was weak for the film, like yeah. visually, but also, and so it was hilarious, but it was also terrifying a little bit because, you know. Well, you can imagine that happening, and it'd be horrible and disgusting. It'd be like, just kill me already. Like, stop pushing on me with your weird... I'm assuming, like, vagina. dissolving you with your stomach acid. Slowly, and I imagine it's slow. I, I don't lo- think it is, because in the opening scene, this is one of the cool things about watching it a second time. In the opening scene, you hear the people screaming as the thing's going overhead, and then it just stops. Mm. I don't think it is slow. I think, it, I think it's... But they were doing it... Done. That night when it was flying over, yeah, their you heard house. some screaming. Yeah. Like I, said, I thought, that just, was cool. It's just oh, that that's what I mean. Watching it a second time when you when you know what's going on up there, it's like oh, it's insane when you hear the thing and you just hear yes, it like, goes it's like, it's like a roller coaster. Ah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, good point. Thank you. Yeah, I make I, one every now and then. I liked it figuring it out watching it the first time. Yeah. Like you hear the scream, then you realize what that was that you saw in the intestine. Like it's the yes. stomach of the monster. You're like oh, I see. And it was yeah, the, the movie has just such an interesting way to tell its story that it doesn't really have mystery so much as it is like you just have to wait to find out but like why is a key falling from the sky why is a nickel falling through the sky why is why is it sound up there and it's like oh it all makes sense mm-hmm. right. it's all aliens at yeah. first but it's just a good way to reverse engineer a story to but be there's like, yeah but there's just a lot of as see this is why i think it's slower because there's a lot of times where it's just showing up out of nowhere like it's reappearing and there's always that screaming happening so yeah. that's why i think that digestive process isn't as fast yeah, as maybe. probably the people it's inside just, it would like it to be it's just that opening scene you just hear it all stop yeah 
and then it starts raining all that shit down. Maybe this alien is the kind of fella who likes to eat a bowl of cereal while he poops. Hmm. So he's digesting some. Who among us does not? Right. (laughs) Sometimes you're a little pressed for time in the morning. That rain of blood was really creepy. That was my my favorite. It was just such great horror. And I'm like, Pete, where'd all the blood go? Right? Because in the morning it's gone. And he's like, well, it rained a lot after. It does. So, but I, it's still stained. Yeah, the house is still yes. stained, which is cool. And it stays that way, right? It's like a murdery house after that. Yeah. Well, what people was it eating before the movie starts? Because there's people already in there, but nobody in town seems to have any clue this is Oh, happening. it was explained. I caught it. Shit. I, was it something about missing hikers? There were missing hikers, yes. Somewhere oh, earlier. okay. That's who it I was I can't eating. remember if it was a news report or something. But and yeah. I know for a fact. Oh, you're right. Yeah. One of them, Thank you. At least one of them had a nickel. And one had a key. Did you notice when um, they had, OJ had uh, like the medical bag with the nickel in it just pinned Mm -hmm. to a wall? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a reminder of his father. And there was the cowboy hat too. Like off to the side, you see a whole bunch. Yeah. So. Yeah, Keith David just doing that quick cameo. You hear his voice, you're like, I know who that is. That's Keith David. That's Keith David. I didn't know who. Oh, he's got one of the best voices. He's. In this movie, for just a few minutes, he has to have a longer fight scene in with Roddy Piper, and they live in this. That fight scene's like eight minutes long. He wasn't in this movie for that long. It's a famously, unbelievably long fight scene in an alley. It does just go on it and goes on. It's on and a John Carpenter movie. And mm-hmm. in one of the Saints Row video games, Keith David plays a character, voices a character in it, and they bring Roddy Piper out to voice a character, and they recreate a very long fight scene <laughs> between the two of them. It's pretty hilarious. Roddy Piper passed away. <laughs> <laughs> You you got two this time. I, know, I, got, I think I, this number is like three, maybe four. Well, I think we hit three last movie. Yeah. Or the ones coming out next week accidentally because none of them were even from the movie. I had three extra ones. <laughs> the bonus ones. Yeah. Just pulling them out of the air. He brings oh, them up. Like Roddy Piper, though, was not in the in Nope. So, no. And he he, was nope. he's, he's dead, so this yeah. is a bonus one. That was a bonus one. What do you got there, Pete? Well, guys, it, a couple weeks ago, you jumped on. You had the best boys available, so I wasn't sure if that was my thing anymore. I still wrote it down because I love me a good best boy in the credits. Uh-huh. The best boy. They had a pure best boy this time. Ooh, pure one. Pure, pure one. Yeah, pure best that's, boy. That's not like a, hybrid. a great way to reference. Oh God, we're talking about Black History Month, and you're William talking about R- pures. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! The best boy is William R. Mayberry. But since that got so popular, much like my Nicolas Cage news updates, that other people are stealing it, I now look for other things, like interesting people, that are in the credits. Did you know, Kitty, there was somebody called a Greensman in the, the last movie we watched? A you Greensman. Mean, no? no, not Valentine. The last movie. Valentine. A okay. Greensman. This What's movie, a Greensman? I don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. But this time, there was a lead. Don't look it up. We don't, there was a lead Greensman plus Greens. <laughs> they had green. Is it someone who's in charge of the green screen? Also, that could be. There, there was something called the truck. There was a job for truck costumers. I don't know what trucks were dressed up, but Anita, the, the van for the Angels van, it was dressed up. Well, possibly. Yeah, it, that's it. Was it you, had I'm that sorry. Do you think that on. the cars are going to be wearing clothing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like a Transformer's got a dress if it's going to a prom. Okay, a greensman is responsible for obtaining and taking care of anything green or natural used in film production. So, the weed guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the, why did the greens well, the have out, names? The oh, outdoor plants, strange. probably. And- I'm glad Valentine had a weed guy because that movie needed something. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Anita Snoops Brown was in charge of the truck costumes, and I have sad news, Kitty. Tim Taylor is no longer. Oh? The, he is no longer the Tool Man. Oh. The oh. Tool Man is in fact Pedro Benitez the Third. Oh man. So. I don't know what you're going to do with that info, but that's how it be now. I'm looking up trucks, man. <laughs> a truck costumer? Oh, truck costumer. That's a, yeah. that's a real thing. It's got to be the person who paints the trucks. Right, no, I assume, but let's see if I'm right, because I was wrong about the I, person who works in the truck getting the costumes ready and placing them in the change room for the actors. It's the person who puts those fake eyelashes on the headlights. You know what he puts on there? The truck nuts. And the truck nuts in the back, right? A truck and the mud flaps with the naked ladies on them. Yep. Yeah. All of those things. Those are truck costumes. The antlers for Christmas time. I don't. I don't understand why they do it in a truck, but okay. Because it'd be really hard to change in a car, I think. No, they're not changing there. He's the Dressing truck costumer is preparing the costumes and keeping them clean in the truck, and for then the bringing truck. them out and putting them on the truck for the truck. Oh my god! <laughs> By the truck. On the truck? Uh, but they start in the truck. Below the truck. Do you know... Go the nuts. ...that Pete does not know what color Nick Cage's eyes are? <gasps> he Do did you not know what know color that. Nick Cage's eyes are? Uh, they're cerulean blue. They're blue. Yeah. But <laughs> he asked me, he's like, Cage quiz, hey, which kitty. he always says. And he's like, what, what color are Nick Cage's eyes? And I was like, blue. Yeah. He's like... You answered that really fast. How'd you know that? I'm like, I look at people's faces. I don't know what color either of your eyes are off the top of my head. Mine are hazel. All right. Blue. Okay. Yeah, we, we've been over that. You have, you're raising and are married to blonde hair, blue eyed. <laughs> Another thing that is perfect they, to bring up. Their eyes are actually green. It actually, who's this? My kids. These yeah. are in the what now? Yeah. Who's their eyes are green. Oh, their eyes are green? They're mm-hmm. on first. Well, then a joke we make in next week's podcast that comes out but two weeks ago is not going to make more sense oh okay <laughs> make a blonde hair blue eyed joke at the end of one of them ah it was well a- to be fair he has blue eyes pete has blue eyes i never knew that so. see <laughs> see no, no i see a i see a beard and, a, and usually a, a comical t-shirt and that i just know who it is <laughs> there's no point looking any deeper than that i hate you both <laughs> so Anyway, but it's interesting that- phone in or leave a text message or write a note and tell me if you know what color people's eyes are, or if that's something you noticed ever <laughs> yeah, in your ahead. life. Go ahead and send some emails. Send an if email you know what color to scarevalue something something at scarevalue.com. Closer. So the one thing I, I took away from watching the movie this time, especially, was that... Because it is Black History Month, I want to talk about the Asian character. <laughs> yeah, we well, got a I theme mean, like, going here. The film here. is all about exploitation, right? So it's exploitation of people of color, different races, and animals. So I think Kiki Palmer steals every scene she's in. Mm-hmm. But I think Stephen Yoon pulls every possible thing he can out of a character that shouldn't be as interesting as it is. Do you know what I of wondered about? I no, because in the scene where the monkey goes crazy on the set when yeah. he's a kid... Ape, and, Catherine. And, fine. Chimpanzee. Um, and in the intro scene, there's a slipper that's standing yes. up on its toe. Yeah. And he also has it stored in a yes. glass case. And I was wondering, do you think that has something to do 
with the monster or with the chimp going crazy? Like, what what does that mean? I think it was, on the surface level, just it collected memorabilia from the set of that show because it's a weird thing. And he made, it said, right, like, he was a child star and you saw that Mad Magazine poster, you know, on the wall that he had in his office. Like, yeah, like, I know, but like it was on the set. I know, yeah, after, yeah. Like I, that wasn't surface level. Well, it's no, weird. Maybe it's because he was looking at that instead of looking at the chimpanzee Gordy in the eyes, and maybe that's why it didn't kill him at first too. Yeah, but uh, why is it standing on its toe? Why is gravity not working? It's probably mounted that way. No, no, no. it's the result <laughs> of the attack. It's it's like a it's like a be- thing of beauty in the midst of horrible carnage. It's it's an impossible thing. It also does play into if if you believe that OJ's dead, it's kind of the same idea where this is this is like an impossibility. Statistically. It's I guess it's possible a shoe can stand like that. I'm probably gonna get my shoe to stand up like that. But the the odds of something like that <laughs> challenge accepted. But I can't. The odds of Good. You yell at me <laughs> for putting my coffee cup on the table, and you just thumped your shoe on it. The odds of some, an outcome like that are so impossible that it has its own beauty to it. I think he I was think a that, creepy weirdo who collected stuff because he was a messed up kid from being just reliving that trauma. Are you not remembering that this was in the who are you like the first to? scene of the movie? Not the first scene in the movie, you see the slipper standing up on its toe. It's not. In the box. That's not the first yeah, time I you think, see I it. I feel like you're like, like, yeah, so there was a shoe on the ground and he took it. Like You're, you're, you're ignoring the impossible point of how it's situated, which is the exactly. same way he has it in the in the glass case. Did that really yeah. happen? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's so, it's such an implausible thing that, is it really happened? Is it how he's remembering it? Is it, you know, who knows? But that's kind of goes to the OJ thing. Is he really there? Is it how she wants to remember it? It's the same kind yeah. of thing where I do, it's unanswerable because it's kind of impossible, but maybe... I don't think there's anything deeper than that. It's just the yeah. monkey attacked, and then this is what he saw. And yeah. I don't think that the monkey didn't attack because he wasn't looking at him, because he was looking at the monkey. The monkey makes direct eye contact yeah. with him right at the end of that opening scene and walks over. It's just the monkey had calmed down. Well, the monkey didn't get him in time. No, it the got monkey shot. Did, the monkey did, but no, I don't think he was going to hurt him. That he just was, was clearly I, something that was trained. Yeah, it was a training. So that's why Jupe cl- clearly learned the wrong lesson. He took from it, like, oh, I'm special. This animal killed everybody, attacked my sister, and did all things, but I'm. it didn't want to attack me because I have a special relationship with these animals, and he's just completely wrong. Well, I, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think the monkey was, it was an element of training, but that's what he was used to doing with that with Jupe. I don't the think there's thing. any way he was going to attack Jupe. And I think he would have, as soon as they touched hands, the monkey would have grabbed him and ripped him apart. I don't think so. Because he wasn't hollering anymore, he wasn't running around, he wasn't rabid anymore. In fact, he had even like looked over at the dead body and was trying to like wake it up, like, "Hey, what's going oh, on?" That's I a think fair it, point. Yeah. I think it snapped out of it, yeah. And then Jupe took, just got lucky. He got yeah. lucky, and he was like, "Oh, I'm special." And it's like yeah. you're not special, which is part of why Stephen Yoon pulls so much out of it. Well, that at that age, as a kid, when you're going through a traumatic event and yeah. you aren't a victim, of, well, you're a victim of the event, but you don't end up dying. You are going to take away something that you might internalize as thinking you're special. Which is where that shoe standing up becomes so interesting. Like, is right. that really there? Is is because he's 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 yeah. telling you the story too in a way that's not actually accurate because he thinks that he's special in the yeah. story. He's not. 
So was that really even happening? Is that just how he chooses to remember things? Yeah, he's not even the only survivor. No, he's not. Yeah. I take it at face value. I don't know why the shoe is pointing. Because the movie you know doesn't have something at face value. That, that, Gordy, the, Gordy, 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 Gordy. That was based on something real, too. It was a... Uh, yeah, the gentleman, right? No, no. It was another chimpanzee. Grizzly man? Yeah. Uh, that, that one with the horse. Of course, of course. <laughs> I don't know. It was something. Dumbo. Something. The dark side. Dark side. No. I had a yeah. point. but. No, I really did. It was a good point. It was well thought out. It was something about him. The point he took away from that lesson, what he learned, was that you need to monetize it. You need to make a spectacle of even tragedy, even personal tragedy. Like he grew up in as a childhood star. Then it became a skit on Saturday Night Live. This horrible event played for laughs that he was, you know, culpable or not culpable, but directly involved with and profiting off of or just enjoying the i don't think he profited off of that well enjoying the limelight and they buried it but he was already a child star he's gonna do that anyway entertainment yeah, that's what weird though that's how you process grief but it does go back to that shoe that's what the shoe is then the shoe is spectacle the shoe is the the spectacle of that moment to him it's not even the monkey doing things it's this so yeah. you're, you're yeah. saying i gotta add the shoe to my my list of themes for this movie you like got to, to add, it, add it to your right. list of spectacles. I'll add it to my list of spectacles. I don't, think, right. I don't think it's a shoe. I think it's. I don't think. It, I think it, she's right. It's a spectacle, not a theme. Shoe is not a theme of the movie. Nope. <laughs> I don't know about that. It seems to fit. If the, the shoe, shoe fits. <laughs> if the spectacle fits, it you'll is. see it. You've, have you seen us? No. Oh, so this is the only. Put on your spectacle. Jordan Peele movie you've seen? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I think it's an interesting one to watch first because I think he's not just visually, but he's, you know, constantly evolving as a filmmaker. He's got a lot of, a I, lot of talent. And my understanding is that those other movies are a lot like creepier and more scary. I think Us is much more so, scary than this. So um, this was a safe movie for me because it's just a monster movie and there's not a lot of points like there's this is definitely the scariest of the three. yeah there's a lot of high tension moments in nope and there is that scary part with the kids <laughs> yep. it is that, that, that scene is scary no yeah. it's great i mean even the blood raining down yeah. i'm like i already know why that's happening yeah so that wasn't scary i think us is definitely the scariest mm-hmm. i don't think get out scary get out's a lot of jokes a lot of funny in it too it's more mm-hmm. of a social commentary than anything and great acting and like little twists and turns and stuff like that, but I don't think it's a scary movie so much as Us is definitely just like pure going it's for scares, more psychological horror. It's going for more blood and more. This one, gore. Us. Us. Us, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going get out is, for more blood and gore. Get out is a hundred percent a psychological horror movie, and it. Uh, Jordan Peele talks about Get Out a lot in the horror noir documentary, and he says that like you know it's a specific horror that starts with a, a black character walking down a suburban neighborhood just feeling watched and he's like that's a specific horror that i, I don't even give it to be black to get like anybody feels weird in the things he's like but it's definitely made for black audiences to be like yeah you have to be over these white people's house yeah and no, it's like how a, uncomfortable it is and yeah. this is the ultimate ex- extrapolation of that like these white people are up to something and he even says in the documentary he's like there are no good white people in this movie that's like that's like oh, the joke okay. like there's always one good white person who's going to be the helpful savior he's like not in this movie <laughs> he's like that's not what we were doing well you know it's funny because we've had that issue in our neighborhood where a kid down the street was playing with a friend that was black and one of our neighbors came over and was like do you do you know that kid and we're like so-and-so's friend <laughs> like yeah. what do you want 
I don't remember this. You don't remember. I can't, you know, I'm not going to name any names Do you or remember anything. the time the little Asian kid walked into your backyard just started playing with all of the kids' toys and we were just sitting there just... Was that William or was it Amelia? Well, no. As it turns out, Kitty, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there, it was strange. Brian and I were sitting in the backyard just chatting away like our little chatty selves do and this child ran up and I thought it was William, one of our neighbors had just had a kid but you know this kid wanders up he's like playing with balls he's not saying anything and then he's taking I'm, out ray guns and just shooting him in the air he's yeah. playing with the uh connect four he walks over he's like oh you want me to set this up for you and he's dropping him in there and he's just watching him and i was like who is that he goes i'm not i thought i knew and i'm not sure i know who it is well, yeah. i thought it was william but it was william, a little boy william would have only been about six or months. seven months like, old at that point not so wandering been walking this kid was like four maybe and then, I, did he just wander away? I don't no. remember what happened. A man came and got him. And <laughs> you were like, oh, hi. And I was like, who's that? I was like, I don't remember that one. It's like, we don't <laughs> yeah. know what happened here. Interesting. I don't know. Because it wasn't the other neighbors down the street. Because nope. they have no, two they girls. No, they came from that way for sure. But it wasn't nope. somebody you knew. Maybe it was yeah. like a relative of... I'm 100% yeah. sure yeah, it had to be a relative. A relative. Just, but oh, okay. that kid got away and found all the toys. And he was in heaven. He was like, oh. This is where I want to be. And he's just like, nothing's wrong here. Got to play with everything. Yeah, no, uh, I think our yard is yeah. like the place kids wander into. But we've never seen him again. Well, <laughs> so no. It's I mean, crazy how he just if found it. If it was a visiting relative, then maybe they It just went shocks home me how he whatever. found it. How did he find this yard with two, two <laughs> middle-aged dudes maybe sitting Maybe someone was talking about it, and yeah. so he went for a visit. He never said a word. He just nope. popped in, played with everything, smiled a lot, and then got told to go home. He's like, oh, see you later. <laughs> Bye. No, he didn't say that. Just. No, but like I, I think our yard is where kids feel comfortable and they just kind of go, is even that, though. Is that why all the people are back there masturbating? <sighs> Jeffrey Jones, goddammit. I didn't bring him up. It's like seven straight podcast episodes where Jeffrey Jones is going to come up. Mm. I thought we were talking about when I got angry and was talking about people coming in my backyard. Yeah, we we're talking about people coming in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been talking about this yeah. whole time. Oh, man. You know, hmm. I just had the thought, if you take all of his movies, I think he's like Ooh. telling us that Jordan Peele, he's telling us a story in the titles. Get out. Us? Nope. So what's the next part <laughs> of the story? All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fine, then. It's like those build a sentence games. He does have an untitled movie coming out this Christmas. Get out. Us? Nope. Untitled. <laughs> untitled Jordan Peele vehicle. <laughs> That's it. All right. Anybody All right. want to plug anything? I have nothing. I got to plug in my charger. It's getting more and more frustrating with you. <laughs> Is this why you need me to guest host? <sighs> Not guest host. I need you to be the permanent replacement. He can't remember anything. That's why I keep all my notes. I did carry a lot of this. <laughs> One episode, he had his notes, and I looked at them, and it just said like six different best boys written down, and then, but he had like. He, had, he must have something else written down because once he was finished with it, he just threw it down yeah, joyfully. I, I just listened to that. And I'm like, he just threw his notes down because he's done. Yeah, <laughs> he's done. And it was within like the first five minutes, ten minutes of and the podcast. All he had was the best voice. And he's like, did this. I'm sure there was a Nicolas Cage update in that three minutes of airtime. 100%. God knows there was. All right. We'll see you next week for a watch along of Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm going to predict since we already recorded it. <laughs> Enjoy the case we bring up and solve in the middle of that one. That's <laughs> I one to look still think to. there's more to unravel. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we, we uncover a, a age-old mystery. Case solvers. Case solvers. Again. Mm. Volume three. See you next week.